Hi everyone, I'm your host, Emily Knight, owner and founder of Knight Fit LLC. I'm a hybrid personal trainer who specializes in helping runners become even faster and stronger. On this podcast, we talk about all things health and fitness so that you can stay up to date on some of today's latest research. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Night Fit Podcast. Today is a fun one. I wanted to just jump on here and answer some of the top running questions. Um, I know I did this once for top fitness questions, um, and I wanted to do a rendition with top running questions. So I am just posted up in my little podcast studio, and I will be answering some of the top Googled running questions using my expertise as a NASM certified trainer, retired division one runner, and someone who's been studying runner running uh, pretty much my entire life, um, whether that's long distance running, short distance running, and all the above, and as someone who consistently consults the latest research when it comes to running. So yeah, I'm just going to answer the questions. All right, so let's kick it off. Question one, is running good for you? This is a more or less straightforward question. Um, However, there are some nuances. So running is good for you when done appropriately and when not overdone. So running is probably best for you when done in tandem with strength training. It's not even a probably that's a running is best for you when done in tandem with strength training. Because when you run, it's a very high impact sport. It does a lot to your bones and joints and muscles. And so in order to protect your bones and joints, you need to maintain your muscle strength through strength training. Having more muscle also just allows you to be more autonomous longer into life. It's better for your metabolism. It improves your cognitive function, your hormone regulation, your heart strength. Every bodily system depends on muscle. So if you're going to be a regular runner, it's best for you if done with equal amounts of strength training. Furthermore, running can definitely be overdone. Um, and this is such a relative thing from person to person. There's no like scientifically proven best amount of running because each person can handle different amounts. However, I would say when you are doing a healthy amount of running, you feel more or less energized the majority of the time and not depleted. You feel excited to run. You don't feel burnt out. You feel rejuvenated if you're running the appropriate amount. If you're always exhausted and fatigued, then odds are you're running a bit too much. And if you dread running, odds are you're also running a bit too much. So yeah, running is good for you when done the appropriate amount. It's good for your lungs, your heart, your muscles. It's good for your cardiovascular system. Like I said, your lungs and heart. It's good for every part of you. And yeah, I definitely encourage you, if you're interested, to give it a try. How can I start running? You can start running by lacing up a high-quality pair of running shoes and stepping outside and going for a run. There's no prerequisite for who can and can't run. The only thing I would suggest is definitely investing in a high-quality pair of running shoes. And that kind of leads into the next question is, what gear do I need to start running? And I'll kind of tie those two together. The 
The only real thing you absolutely need in order to start running is a high quality pair of running shoes. Everything else is kind of just a nice to have, not a need to have. So for example, having really nice running attire is great. And honestly, it can improve how you feel on a run. However, you don't need it in order to run um, and to stay safe and to perform. It just will probably enhance everything if you're able to afford nice running clothes. And that goes with um, things like a running hat, gels, running water bottles, things like that. Those are all nice to have. The only thing you absolutely need is a nice pair of running shoes. Also, I just want to note that the dishwasher is running in um, the nearby kitchen, and hopefully you can't hear that. And if you can, I apologize. It should be toning down soon. Um, so anyway, as I was saying, and how can I start running? The best way to start running is to start slowly and with short distances. So I would suggest aiming for a mile and using walking intervals. So run, jog, walk intervals as you ease into running. And then as you improve over time, beginning to hold the jog phase of the run for longer periods until you can hold that entire mile. And then from there, just adding about 0.25 to 0.5 of a mile or quarter mile to half a mile a week to that distance. And then just kind of scaling from there as you feel you can. But like I mentioned, start easy, start slow. Stay in zone two, which is at 60 to 70% of your heart rate max. Don't do anything crazy. You should be able to hold a conversation and it should feel easy. How often should I run? Question number four. That's totally variable. However, I would suggest you don't run seven days a week. If we're thinking of elite runners, obviously that's a whole different category and breed of human. And some of them are able to run seven days a week, but for the average person that is not encouraged just because it is such a high impact and stressful sport, it puts a lot of stress on the body. And if you're if you are running seven days a week, it doesn't leave your body much time to recover. So I would suggest at maximum six days a week. However, the sweet spot is probably like four to five for the average person, even three to five. And just taking breaks between running days if you can, especially if you're new to running, not running back to back days in the onset is super important. You need to recover, and on recovery days is when our muscles repair. They don't actually repair immediately after a run. And so in order to continue running throughout the week, you'll need appropriate recovery time, which is why putting a day or two between runs is a good idea in the beginning. Is running hard? Yes, running is hard. However, it gets easier. Like training for anything, any sport, any activity, any hobby, any skill, the longer you do it and the more you practice, the easier it gets. So for example, people who've been running for a long time, they can step out and run a good distance without it really feeling hard. There are definitely moments where it's not super comfortable. And we think of that as seasoned runners, we think of that most in speed workouts or long runs when we're getting near the end of the long run, it's not super comfortable. However, uh, usually it's still doable. And that's the beautiful thing about running is the more you do it, the, the easier it comes. And then you get things like the runner's high or feeling like you could run forever. 
moments like that. So in the onset, running is definitely hard. And I can clearly remember when I first started running. Um, when I was in high school, I was a sprinter. And so going into college, I had to up my mileage a bit in order to just become a more, better, more well-rounded runner. And I remember I hadn't run more than like a mile in a row uh, in high school. And so going into college, that was really hard. And I, I genuinely remember learning how to run and it's very difficult. So in the onset, yes, it's very hard. It gets easier though. I would say decently quickly if you're consistent. If you are determined to become a regular runner, um, the more you do it, the easier it becomes. And for all of the runners listening to this, give yourselves a pat on the back because you've already accomplished a great thing by being a regular runner. Do I need to warm up before running? Yes, you should, and you should do dynamic movements. You should not do static stretching. Static stretching can actually tighten your muscles if done before activity. So dynamic warm-ups are things like jumping jacks, walking lunges, high knees, knee to chest, leg swings, um, you know, quad stretches, hamstring stretches that are dynamic, things like that. It's basically moving your body through a full range of motion and doing it a repetitive number of times for each muscle group because it helps activate those muscle groups, which allows you to run better and feel better once you start running. Do runners need to cool down after or stretch after? Yes, you should stretch after. You should do static stretching and foam rolling after you run. And you can also use things like a massage gun. You can actually foam roll and use the massage gun before your run as well. Those are other great ways to activate the muscle groups. And when you finish the run, you can do that static stretching, foam rolling, and massage gun. That'll just help with recovery by sending blood to those muscles to aid and speed up the process of recovery and just allow your body to go into a more relaxed state instead of a tense and um, tight state, which actually running uh, technically shortens your range of motion, which a lot of people don't know is it actually makes you less flexible the more you run unless you practice stretching and rolling out and massaging the muscles. And so that's why it's super important to practice recovery. Do runners need to strength train? Absolutely. If you're a regular runner, excuse me, I'm going to take a quick sip of Propel. If you're a regular runner, you need to absolutely be strength training. And I kind of touched on this already. Um, Strength training really just aids running performance. It allows you to be more powerful. It protects your bones and joints with every step that you take. It allows for a stronger cardiovascular system as a whole. It just allows for faster reacting muscles as well as you grow more muscle fibers, both short and slow twitch muscle fibers, which, I mean, sorry, fast and slow twitch muscle fibers, which allow for things like running quicker or sprinting, as well as having a better long-term endurance with those slow twitch muscle fibers. It just promotes more endurance all around because your body's more durable. Muscle really is at the foundation of a healthy and strong and sustainable runner. And I think now more than ever, we're focusing on running sustainability 
and how important that is and being someone who can run not just now, but in the future. And strength training is what will allow you to do that. So looking at the big picture, that's why it's absolutely vital that you incorporate strength training. And I think it's even to this day, I think it's underappreciated and um, neglected even when people are doing it. I don't think they're doing enough oftentimes from what I see, um, just because uh, the human body is is fragile. And if you don't protect it by growing muscle and thus protecting your bones and joints and entire bodily system, you put yourself at risk for things like injury, but especially bone injury, but also muscular injury, which can set you back for longer periods of time. So it's just absolutely crucial that you strength train. What is cross training? So cross training is really any activity that isn't running that typically is less impact that allows you to work on your cardiovascular endurance in a similar fashion to that of running. So cross training examples that I think really support running are swimming, the elliptical, the bike, and um, sometimes the rower, the stair mill. There are so many different methods of cross training and I honestly encourage whenever someone is more susceptible to injury, I encourage cross training as a supplement to more consistent running as it allows you to work on your cardiovascular endurance and overall VO2 max the same way that you would with running and it allows you to heighten your overall capability as a runner without actually running. Um, however, it's important to use the same type of zone training. So 80% of the time in zone two, 20% of the time in zone five, cross training as you would with running, just to make sure that you're improving all around um, as a runner. Next question is how can I avoid getting injured? Uh, there are so many different methods you can use to avoid injury. First and foremost is making sure, like I mentioned, that you strength train so that you keep strong muscles to support your bones and joints. And we often see injuries stemming from the bone or the muscle. Um, you can also recover and take rest days. So it's absolutely crucial that you allow your body to recover after a run by performing things like stretching and foam rolling and massage gunning, icing, um, ice baths, etc. Elevating your legs is also a great option and just taking the necessary steps to help your muscles heal. And then with that too, taking rest days, so not running every single day. Also super critical that you eat enough. As a runner, that's something we're seeing as a huge problem when it comes to runner health over, over time, especially is under eating and under, under fueling for performance. And so making sure you're eating the appropriate amount of calories and getting enough carbs, especially enough protein to maintain your muscle mass. So shoot for one gram per pound of body weight for protein and also enough healthy fats um, from things like fish and nuts and olive oil and stuff like that. And just balancing all of that, making sure your nutrition is up to date. You can consult an RD or a dietitian or a nutritionist to get some better information on that topic, but make sure you're fueling enough and getting enough calories is huge with injury prevention as well. Cross training as needed or necessary for your schedule and your body, not pushing yourself too hard. Taking easy runs easy, absolutely critical. If you're pushing yourself to the max every single day, odds are your body will, that will catch up to you and you might get hurt or sidelined. So yeah, just some tips for that.
how can I run faster? I actually did a podcast on just this question. Um, but some tips for running faster are taking easy days easy. That's how you improve your aerobic base. So staying in zone two, 80% of your runs. When you improve your aerobic base, you grow or um, create more mitochondria, which are the powerhouse of the cell, if you will. That's what allows your body to create energy for running. And so by growing your aerobic base in easy running, it allows you to run faster on the faster days because you have a stronger oxygen system for creating energy. And so you need that when you're running at a high intensity. You can run faster too by doing 20% of your runs at zone five, which is pretty much near your maximal heart rate, doing some speed workouts in zone five each week. So one, one to two times a week doing speed work in zone five is a great way to get faster too, because you can't run faster if you don't practice running fast. Um, and with that too, fueling properly, your body will not be able to move faster if you're not um, eating enough. And I already chatted a lot about that. I encourage plyometric work for speed. So things like jump squats, jump lunges, Bulgarian split jumps, step up jumps, things like that. Plyometrics just improve your overall power output. So every time your foot strikes the ground, it improves your ability to push off at a more powerful rate and then continue running. Um, and it just makes you a more tough and gritty person when you're able to land and you're durable. And that's what plyometrics also helps you improve. And so I encourage plyometric work for speed and just general strength training because strong muscles tend to run faster. Weak muscles tend to not be able to run as fast. So if speed is important to you, running faster is important to you, you'll need to strength train. Um, and then just recovery, um, taking care of your muscles so that you can recover and push hard on the hard days. Um, that's really important. Appropriate amount of sleep. You cannot improve as a runner if you're not getting enough sleep. And though this was often neglected, even like not that long ago, I think people are realizing now how crucial sleep is. And so to run faster, you need at least, you know, seven to nine hours. Some people, we, could, we deem them short sleepers. They can get under seven and perform well. However, that's not typical. So seven to nine hours is key. What are speed workouts that I should do? Good question. So a few speed workout examples are the tempo run, which essentially is holding a pace in, oops, bump the table, um, holding a pace near your lactate threshold, or it's pretty much an uncomfortable pace. We think zone three, four zones, three and four, um, and holding that for a few miles because it teaches your body to hold at a pace that isn't quite comfortable for a longer duration. And that just improves your overall ability to perform at that level for longer periods. And so that's what a tempo run is. There are things like fartlek. A fartlek is a silly word. Um, however, it's just Swedish for speed play. And essentially what that is, is a run where you include surges that allow you to work on your speed. So if you're doing a six mile fartlek, maybe you'll do 10 60 second spurts where you're going at a much faster clip throughout the run, however you desire, whenever you desire, just to work on running fast when your legs are a bit more fatigued. It's a good idea to do some interval training. So we think of intervals as repeats, things like 200s, 400s, 800s, miles, even two miles, even of repeats where you're running at a faster and harder clip for that repeat. 
followed by a recovery and then another repeat. So for example, maybe you're doing eight 400 meter repeats. That means you'll do 400 meters at maybe all out pace with a 400 meter recovery and then another 400 meter at all out pace, 400 meter recovery, et cetera, eight times. Um, and things like that are just amazing for working on running economy or efficiency, essentially how capable your body is at using oxygen to create energy and to perform that activity at a faster and easier rate without exerting so much energy. So that's basically what efficiency is, is performing um, emotion at an easier easier capability for your body. And so you improve your running efficiency when you do interval training because it teaches your body to run fast, um, easier. It just teaches you to be a better runner. So interval repeats are great. Hill sprints are also awesome because it teaches your body to perform that concentric movement or the lifting part of um, any strength routine. It puts your body through that as you're scaling a hill and just strengthens your muscles in your legs, which is huge when it comes to being a runner. You need strong legs that'll carry you through, especially those last miles of a marathon, half marathon, or even if you're running a shorter distance, running up hills allows you to practice running on tired legs and pushing through fatigue. And so I highly encourage hill sprints as well. What is VO2 max? VO2 max is your body's ability to use oxygen to create energy for exercise. And your VO2 max, essentially, if you think about it that way, could also be a measure of your heart's overall capability and efficiency, as well as your lungs, because it's using blood to pump oxygen throughout your body to your muscles to create energy for muscle action. And so VO2 max is absolutely crucial when we think about running. Those who have a higher VO2 max tend to be better performers and better runners all around. And so the only way to improve your VO2 max is to actually train in zone five. And so by training anything below that, you don't necessarily improve your VO2 max. It only You only push that boundary when you're training near your maximum heart rate, which is why it's absolutely crucial to do that speed work in zone five or to just do hit intervals once a week where you're going all out as hard as you can, followed by some recovery and then doing that maybe a few more times. That's how you keep your VO2 max thriving and having a strong VO2 max allows you to be a better runner much longer into the future. How many calories do I burn running? So this is so variable and the more you run too, the better your body becomes at saving energy when you run. So you actually burn fewer calories the longer you're running um, for each mile that you run. However, if you're completely new to running, odds are you'll be burning a lot more. I think the average number of calories burned for the average person in a mile is about 100. However, that is so variable per person. And someone who's more seasoned probably burns like 70 or less, um, maybe 80. The, it, but like like I said, it's so variable depending on if you were took a little break from running, if you strength train mostly and just run a little. It's so variable. Um, and so that question's kind of daunting. Um, using running to burn calories is a dangerous game because running just makes you that much hungrier. And so if you're using it to lose weight, it's best done in small doses. Um, and I actually did a whole podcast on running. Um, I mean, weight loss tips. And I talked a little bit about running and I did a post too. Um, it's just best done 
in small doses because it makes you so hungry and it wears down your muscles if you're not strength training, et cetera. So focusing on calories burned and running can be a dangerous game. Is running bad for your knees? Only if you're not strength training or taking care of your joints through strength training um, or doing plyometric work, or if you're overrunning, et cetera. Running when done correctly and in the correct dosage for your body is not bad for your knees. Um, and I think that's a common misconception. And I was told that a lot when I was growing up um, by figures around me that running was bad for your knees. Um, however, it's not. It's only bad for your knees if you're not taking care of your muscular system and your joints and your entire body, and or if you're just running way too much, which if you're running way too much, no amount of strength training can protect you. So yeah, but if, if you're a normal runner who's careful, eats enough, strength trains, you're just fine. What is correct running form? So this is a tr kind of a tricky question because everyone has a different running form, like literally every single person. And by obsessing over how you strike, you might actually put yourself at a disadvantage because it's less about how your foot lands and more about how you take care of your body on a regular basis because every runner has a different pattern. And while they say striking in the middle of the foot tends to be the best as opposed to the heel or the toe, so long as you're strength training and you've been running that way, let's say your whole life, you're strength training, you're focusing as you can on your form, but you're not obsessing, you're good to go. Trying to completely change how you run might actually hurt you. It might cause an injury. It's more about taking care of your body. Um, it's also important to focus on a slight lean forward. So leading with your torso and your upper body and letting your legs follow your torso. And why do you do that? Because it actually puts less pressure on your legs and allows you to drive forward with your upper body. And it lets your legs kind of save a little bit of energy instead of trying to drive you on with your legs. When you lead with your torso, your legs store a bit more energy. Um, and with that too, it's, it's great to focus on a higher cadence. And that's actually another question on here too. Um, what is ideal running cadence? Ideal running cadence is honestly 180 in the 180s. Um, however, 170s is also amazing. I'm constantly working on this. It's really difficult. Um, and what is cadence actually? I should clarify. Cadence is how many steps you're taking within a minute. The more steps you take, the less impact you put on your body and the faster you can run and the more energy you can save. If you're trying to constantly lengthen your stride, odds are you'll be overexerting yourself and really pushing yourself too hard and wasting energy, as well as putting more pressure every time you pound on your body. And by taking light, if you think about it like pats, as you're running and light steps and moving more quickly and just taking more steps per minute, you'll do less impact. You'll end up running further without feeling as tired and you won't feel as stressed. You're putting less stress on your body by trying to do more steps as opposed to make your strides as long as possible. I'm like acting this out as I explain it. Um, so higher cadence is better. Shoot for 170 through 190. Um, that's ideal 160s. You can definitely, um, go up from there. And if you're in the one fifties, it's time to time to really focus on a higher cadence. What should I eat before I run? 
any easy to digest carbs, think simple carbs, um, things like Rice Krispie bars, a banana, piece of toast with peanut butter, anything that's simple carbs and easy to digest. You want to avoid really fatty food as fat is really difficult for your body to digest. So steer clear of fatty food um, and a little bit of protein can be good. However, if you don't have a ton of time, I would say steer somewhat clear protein. A little bit's good because it actually can aid in muscle recovery post-exercise if you have a little bit before, but protein's also harder to digest. And so that's why there's this stress around carbs and getting your carbs in before a run. And um, especially if you're short on time, shoot for carbs. If you have a bit more time, you can have a healthy balanced meal of carbs, a little bit of protein, and maybe not a ton of fat, but a little bit's fine. Um, But be very carb heavy. After a run, what should you eat? You should focus on protein to help your muscles recover. Um, You should also focus on getting carbs to restore the glycogen that you use during the run. So nice carb and protein rich meal with some fat for satiety and overall just a balanced meal. Should I hydrate on my runs? I suggest yes, especially if it's one really hot, if you're running more than an hour Um, or you're just someone who's prone to dehydration at a quicker rate, or you sweat more salt um, as you run. And usually you know how prone you are to dehydration. I'm actually pretty prone to it. So hydrating is pretty key for me. Um, If you're running a short run anywhere from like one to four miles, usually you should be fine. However, if it gets to be a little bit longer, like I said, I would say anywhere 45 to 60 minutes and above. Um, It's good to have a little bit of hydration just to prevent dehydration. And I would encourage you to include electrolytes as well. Um, We mostly lose sodium and chloride as runners. Those are the two electrolytes we lose the most. However, we also lose magnesium and potassium and calcium. And so if you're able to get electrolytes in, um, that's the the best approach. And I actually did a post on electrolytes as well. Um, on my Instagram at night double underscore fits, you should check that out. But yeah, focusing on sodium, especially the average runner loses about 220 milligrams of sodium, uh, per run. And so it's important to replenish that so that we can allow our muscles to continue firing as electrolytes are what enable muscle action to occur. And so, Focusing on hydration and electrolytes if you're running for a longer period of time or if it's really hot out and you're sweating more. Um, Those are kind of the keys and how often should you take sips every, I would say every 10 to 15 minutes if you're planning on a bit of a longer run. um, Every 10 to 15 minutes taking some good gulps um, can can be perfect. Last question, should I run if I'm sore? It So this is really, this really depends. Um, I would say yes sometimes and no other times. If you're a little bit sore, it's usually fine. Um, it's pretty common to be sore throughout the week from, if, especially if you're strength training with your running. And so I think it's totally fine if you're just a little bit sore. If you are like, if it hurts so bad, you can hurt. No, you shouldn't. You probably shouldn't run. Um, but I would encourage if that's the case to stretch, uh, foam roll, massage gun, ice bath, do all the things you can to help your muscles recover. Soreness is just a sign that your muscles are, have tons of micro tears and need to recover. 
it's not always a bad, it's a good idea to get some movement in like a walk, get the blood flow to your muscles or even a really light, light jog because that actually can aid in recovery instead of sitting um, on your butt all day, that might actually make the soreness worse. However, if you're so sore, walking is hard, then I wouldn't encourage a run. I would just encourage some walking, stretching, icing, rolling out, etc. So those were some fun running questions. And I know there's so, there are so many more. Um, and what's great is you can just shoot me a DM on Instagram and I will answer any and all of your running questions. So at night double underscore fit, shoot me your running questions as they come up and I will help you out. Um, you can also go check out my awesome running programs on my website, nightfitfast.com. I have run programs for beginners, moderate runners, people looking to train a bit harder. I have strength programs for runners. I have so many awesome resources for you. So go check out my website. And with that too, make sure you stay tuned um, and rate the podcast. I really love how this podcast is growing and I, I want to get to know everyone who listens and I want you guys to participate. So leave comments, rate the podcast, give it a follow, share it with friends, post it on your story. That means the world to me when you do that. Truly, it makes my day. Um, so if you enjoyed this podcast, give it a share. And yeah, I hope you have a lovely rest of your day. Make sure you enter the giveaway I just dropped. It's insane. I'm giving away a $200 Visa gift card um, as well as a pair of running shoes and a bag of Legion protein, which sells for about 50 bucks. So the net value of it is like $400. So go enter the giveaway, share it with others. Um, I really want to help a runner out and that will be chosen when I hit 20K followers. I'm trying to grow my brand so that I can reach more people and help more runners. Um, so yeah, make sure you go give that an enter. And thanks for listening. I hope you are having a lovely Thursday and we're almost to the weekend, guys.